Welcome everyone to This Paranormal Life, the comedy paranormal podcast where every week we investigate a brand new paranormal tale, case, or claim and come to a conclusion at the end as to whether or not it is truly paranormal. As always, my name is Rory Powers. Across from me sits Kit Greer. But today we have a very special guest, Mr. Terry Carnation. Terry, welcome to the show. Rory, Kit, thank you for having me on your show. Some of our listeners might not be familiar with the uh, the incredible work you've done over the last couple of years. How would you best describe Terry Carnation? Wait, are you are you serious? Are you shitting me, Rory? Some of your listeners would not know who Terry Carnation is. <laughs> Wait, where do you get these listeners, my good man? It it, it is tragic, Terry. Um, we should have been straight with you uh, off the bat. Our our listenership is mostly sort of uh, tweens to teenagers. They they don't know shit about the paranormal, and that's why we're here to educate. Well, don't badmouth them. them. You don't want to shine them in a bad light. They're obviously they're not good people. Respect- <laughs> uh, Listen, I I love what you're doing. I I love it. Uh, this paranormal life. Um, you're you're creating a new legion of fans of the paranormal. You're you're creating a new. Uh, a crowd base, people interested in the mysterious, the the unexplained, the unexplored. And I thank you. You're doing God's work. Thank you very much. Thank you, Terry. Uh, you yourself, h- how long have you been investigating the paranormal? Ever since I was um, I was in diapers, frankly. And uh, my mother caught me uh, levitating above my crib. Oh, wow. Wow. There's that. Yes. It wasn't so much of a, a life choice. You were you were born into this life, literally. Some very strange things have happened to me. Uh, I have I have some stories now. My mother uh, was a notorious martini totaler, not a teetotaler, and so who knows? <laughs> who knows if any? <laughs> no one believed her, of course. But um, she she swears it was true. She swears I was levitating, and um, um, ever since then, I've caught the bug. Um, what is real? What is not? What is behind the veil? Not to, uh, you know, not not to backtrack us too much, but I'm I'm a little bit worried uh, that you mentioned um, getting into the paranormal since the age of being in diapers, hmm. but we didn't quite catch a specific age. Did anyone else pick up on that? No. I didn't get a, I didn't get an actual age. I just because diapers could be. Yes. I mean, some yes. people wear diapers. In, uh, in Seventeen, everyday, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. a real same problem. as us. Yeah, I'm actually packing right now. You can't. We, we've cut the cameras at a certain level, but yeah. uh, I don't know how long this is going to go on for. So it's just it's preparation. You never really. know when you're at the microphone. Uh, she's she's a cruel mistress, and sometimes she demands that you sit in front of her for hours at a time. I, I have no qualms with you wearing some depends. And th- these things are really directional as well. It's fantastic. You know, you can make any noise you want from the waist down, and they won't pick up. Oh. It's fantastic. fantastic. We've tried. That's good to know. Good to know. Directional mic. <laughs> Depends. Urination. Excellent. It's all coming together. Now, Terry, obviously the world of the paranormal is uh, is a huge place. Would you consider yourself an expert in any any particular area? Well, Rory, Kit, I don't consider myself an expert per se. Um, I am a philosopher. I'm an explorer. I'm a conversationalist. I draw people out. I draw out stories. You know, do I have a certain measure of knowledge about cryptids, about mm, UFOs, extraterrestrials, Bigfoot? A, a little bit that has, you know, percolated through the conversations over the years. But uh, I'm a more of a, think of me as a lubricant. Mm. Okay, so what you're saying is that... Uh, Hopefully, 
having you assisting us in today's investigation. It'll just be an effortless, uh, lubed up sort of pleasurable, pleasurable. Kind of, yes, yeah, exactly, lubed up, pleasurable. Just smear me across the entirety of this conversation. Right. Yes. Feel like we're hearing, well, maybe getting a little bit sexual. What? You know, uh, just to, what you know, get your mind out of the gutter. Thank you, Kit. Thank He's you. Talking about his profession for, for sorry. God's sake. Sorry. Sorry. I'm so sorry. He's he gets you know sometimes he gets a little excited and starts talking about sex. Well, like, he can't start talking about lube and adult diapers and all and the paranormal without things getting. He did mention Bigfoot. To be you did sorry. mention Bigfoot as well, and that's it's kind a little of a exciting. fantasy it of mine. Is. But mm. it's, we we won't get into that. You know, I will say we are paranormal investigators, Kit and myself, but uh, we're we're podcasters. It's almost a different type of paranormal investigator. Mm. We live we live sheltered little cushy city boy lives. Mm. Uh, do you have much experience out in the field in the real world of the paranormal? Occasionally, I have been known to go visit some of my guests, usually young ladies that call in that seem to be in a bit of trouble and could use some rescuing. That's something I'm still in therapy about. But I'm not, uh, no, I'm not in the field. Again, I am, I am merely a lubricator of people's throats. I yes. mean, come on, you can't, really? Are we not going to talk about how sexy this is? Wait, what, what do you, is it just me? I feel like I'm going crazy. He's letting people I am speak. a radio host and a podcaster myself having conversations about the paranormal. What are you? This okay. is crazy. Sorry. Like, He's oh, lubricating the throat so that they can speak about their own experiences and talk to him on the air. Like, what? What? Do you, why don't you get about right. that? Thank you. Kids. All right. It's. It's. All right. It's apparently it's just me. So, all right. It's fine. We can move past it. Jeez. One of the great things we like to do on this show, because we don't go out in the field and investigate, we like to live the experience. We like to bring it to life with incredible storytelling and, frankly, perfect voice acting. That's what we like to do. Excellent. Famous for it. Mm. So we're very happy for you to join us this week mm -hmm. and to go on an audio journey with us as we investigate a cryptid out in the field. Our story today comes from New Zealand. It's the early hours of the morning and a local resident in New Zealand is driving home in his truck after a late night of work. As he makes his way down the dark winding road, he spots a figure ahead by the edge of the forest. It looks like a man in a trench coat hitchhiking. Now, as I said, it's it's pitch dark outside, a very strange time for anyone to be out walking. But the driver decides to pull over anyway and offer him a lift. Terry, right off the bat, what are your thoughts so far? Is this something you would do if you saw a hitchhiker on the side of the road? Absolutely. I'd welcome him in. Did it say it was raining? I forget. It was just late at night. Late at night, but we can say. I, I'm assuming it's a very... It's probably cold, damp, wintry, misty. misty. Exactly. By all means, if I'm driving down the road late at night, I'll pick up just about anyone. Right. right. <laughs> yes. It's a sort of glistening machete in, in the darkness and the, uh, splashing off the headlights. It doesn't bother you at all. Not in the slightest. No. I mean, this is where stories come from. This is where it, This is adventure. This is two people alone in a car late at night. It's it's fantastic stuff. What could possibly go wrong? A stranger is just a friend you haven't met, right? And you should take that attitude into all areas of your life. Even yeah. 3 a.m. hitchhikers in trench coats in the middle of the New, New Zealand wilderness. I mean, you said he, he, it looks like, what did you say, a, a, a hitchhiker in the dark? It yeah. looks like it, and that's fine. Yeah, it looks like, I, I believe I said, it looks like a man in a trench coat hitchhiking. <laughs> nothing weird, so, a little spooky, sure, but nothing, nothing paranormal sure. so far. Okay. 
You might prefer that he wear, you know, a t-shirt and, and shorts so yeah. you can at least see what's going on. But a trench coat is fine. A trench coat is practical. You know, trench coats get a bad rap, but they they cover your the entirety of your torso. They keep you dry. They keep you warm. Uh, you can wear layers of clothing underneath if you choose. Um, I, I, I think it's entirely unfair to the entire trench coat industry. And you two, as Londoners, should know this more than anyone. Listen, you're, you're preaching to the choir here, you know. The amount of bad looks I've got because I've been walking down the street in a leather duster. Yeah. Everyone thinks that you're, mm. oh, this guy loves the Matrix. This guy doesn't have any friends. I can see from here he doesn't have anything on underneath the leather duster. I can see from here the bulge of where his adult diaper is is poking out of the trench coat. I've heard it all before, so I'm glad. Exactly. And Rory, all those things might be true. You do love the Matrix. You don't that's... have friends. You wear adult diapers. Well I, well, I have online friends, and I think that's an important distinction. In the Matrix Cipher. subreddit. Yeah, well, yeah some, well, some of them are in the Matrix. Some of them have been unplugged. So okay. I'm just saying... You know, be careful because some of my friends are actually, they can control Mm. the world with numbers. I don't remember. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Wasn't that the idea? There was like a screensaver. Mm. I wasn't so crazy about The Matrix, but the sequels, two and three, were fantastic. The first one, too high concept. Two and three, stellar action films. Truly. Once they get all the computer stuff out of the way, and it's just a robot fighting another robot... In uh, inside of the Earth, that's the yes. that's the stuff you want to see. The incessant uh, robot fighting Keanu Reeves. Huh, huh, huh. Exactly. I could I could watch that for hours. Whereas the first movie, oh, to bend the spoon, you have to realize there is no spoon. Blah, blah, Shut blah, up. Blah. Shut, may, when are they gonna fight? Too much metaphysical yes. nonsense. Too much exactly. garbage. When is there gonna be incessantly long, long chase <laughs> scenes and fight scenes that continue? Over and over again, enough with this metaphysical claptrap and all this emotion and character development. Blech. That's the energy we like to have on our show. So I'm glad that we're all on we're on the same tempo. We're all on the same page. Yes. Although this this hitchhiker story is about to get pretty metaphysical. Uh, yes, it was actually a wizard that he picked up, and there's a lot of spoon bending coming up. So, so he pulls the truck over, and the strange hitchhiker shuffles into the back. In the dark of the night, it's hard to make out any facial features. But immediately, the driver picks up on an awful smell as they travel together down the road. He tries to make some small talk. I'm going to attempt my best uh, New Zealand accent here, so be be gentle on me. So where you headed? I thought it was all right. I think it's better if we just keep keep going. That's not bad. (laughs) No, I, I like it. The figure doesn't respond. That's a nice jacket you've got. It's like I'm in the room with Flight of the Concourse. <laughs> <laughs> is Taika Waititi? The driver is starting to feel a little uneasy, but they continue to ride together in silence until... Thump! The passenger bangs the side of the door, indicating he wanted out. So the truck pulls over, and before the driver could even say a word, the door opened and the hitchhiker began to leave. What a bizarre man, the driver thought. Why would he want dropped off here in the middle of nowhere? He'd only been in the car for a few minutes. That's when he noticed a strange sound. The sound of hooves clopping on the road. He quickly glanced out of his car window, and just before the hitchhiker disappeared into the darkness, he could see the figure had the legs of a goat. Pretty crazy story. Which which corroborates the sound of the hooves. It's all starting to add up Mm. now. 
Oh, I see. Okay, that makes sense then. That makes sense. That makes total sense. Is this something that you've come across in, in your investigation? Some sort of figure, mysterious figure with the bottom half seemingly of a goat. This is a creature. This is a character from mythology. Uh, mythology is is not a myth. Okay, Mythology is history seen through a different lens. This creature is called a satyr, and satyrs are very real, and satyrs are among us. I'm not exactly sure how they disguise their legs. Centaurs, now, that's another discussion. Mm. We can get into that. But satyrs, goat people, pan, these are the ancient ones. And I had no idea they, they were as, 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 as southerly as, as New Zealand. But they have completely uh, and totally uh, merged into human society. And uh, they are very real, like lizard people, like duck men. Mm. Um, they are among us. That is an interesting point. We have, uh, we have on the podcast before um, come across a number of cryptids, of creatures who are uh, a, seemingly a bit of a hybrid. We've, we've investigated the lizard man. Although, to be fair, he wasn't a 50-50 split. He was pretty much all lizard. Just the size of a man. He was the size of a man. Oh, a lizard the size of a man. Okay, yes. The lizard people, yes, right. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Godzilla-esque in stature. I think about, I think uh, that correlates with Mickey Mouse, who was really more of a man than a mouse. Mm. Walking on hind legs, tiny tail, using its hands, speaking, using speech. And Mickey was not some fabrication from some Walt Disney's imagination. No, it's it's based on all of the characters. All of the Disney characters were based on real creatures. I, I think so. if if you were to to grow a mouse from that size into a man, it would take on that that voice that haunts our dreams to this day. That whoa, mm. you know, that really mm. guttural mm. kind of. Mouse hybrid voice. Now, Kit, Rory, who would win in a fight, a lizard man or Mickey Mouse? Both human-sized, both six feet tall. Ready, go. What would that sound like? Why don't we do a little countdown, Mm. and we can announce our winners at the same time. Okay? Yeah. Three, two... We'll do it as a three. Oh, we'll do it as a three. And you you let us know what you think as well. Yeah, we'll all make our decision, and we'll announce it on the three. Okay. Okay. Three, Three, two, two, one. Lizard man. All right, that's a two against one. Are you shitting me with this? In our investigations into the Lizard Man, uh, there were instances not only of him uh, fighting people in the car park of churches, but uh, I think in one story he was also caught cutting the brake fluid underneath someone's truck. (laughs) Wow. Yes. Mm, Despicable. Not paranormal, but but very, very suspicious. I'm just thinking, you know, if Mickey is... Mickey Mouse would never do that. No. (laughs) It's a boundary I don't know if he would cross. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mickey Mouse has never been caught cutting brake cables. No. (laughs) I'll tell you that I I seem to remember Mickey Mouse started off life um, driving a steamboat as well. So that's, you know, the Mm -hmm. lizard man could poke some holes in that boat and and kill him that way. Come up from below. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> but does a lizard? Do the lizard men swim? Do they swim like an amphibian? That's my question. That is a good point. He uh, in the story he did live near the swamp, but um, I don't know mm. how much time he spent around the swamp. In our in our studies, he was more of just a nuisance around the town. Oh, so this was not someone who was in international banking. No, it was not. Now I will say, right. if if Mickey did get the gang together, he does have his numbers. If Minnie gets involved, if Goofy gets mm. involved, Donald mm-hmm. probably yeah. has a baseball bat. 
He is an aggressive little duck. I think if they if mm-hmm. they were to team mm-hmm. up and pool their resources, and I tell you what, and tell you what, to get Scrooge McDuck involved, he's got unlimited financial resources. He's the Elon Musk of animated ducks. Oh, yes. very true. But he just he can bankroll all of it. You want to nuke the lizard man out of the swamp? He's done. Whatever you need, uh, it would be a formidable a formidable team, bigger than the Justice League or the Super Friends combined. <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So we have seen uh, creatures like this, as we said, in our stories so far. Mm-hmm. But there are a couple different characteristics with this creature that I think it's worth bringing up. Because the goat man who resides in New Zealand is very different from the goat men and women that reside around the world. The creature is a famous New Zealand cryptid, often referred to as the goat man or the hoof man. It's described as a mysterious entity, half man, half goat, that's encountered in small isolated roads late at night. But there's more to the legend than just the strange appearances. In fact, his appearance isn't even the strangest part. Some people think of him less of a physical monster and more of a spirit, a specter, a ghost. And in many versions of the story, his goat legs aren't even distinguishable until he's in the car with you. So he... he resembles a human when you pick him up and then once he's in the mm-hmm. car he's like hey i need to let these puppies breathe and he i guess he opens <laughs> well, up the, the trench coat helped <laughs> up to this point <laughs> of course masking the, uh, right. the the legs and i wonder what the uh, the, the the car mats are like you know at, at, at the bottom of the car you know if there's little hoof prints gets i imagine it's pretty muddy they track mud there have been stories of people uh saying that they gave this figure a lift and discovering muddy hoof prints in the back of their seat after the incident takes place. I think personally for me, it does make sense that he is hitchhiking because, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, don't goat's legs go backwards like a horse's legs? Is that right? They bend bend the other way, I believe. The knees? That could be like a a praying mantis or like Satan. If he were to try and attempt to work the pedals in a car himself... How would it doesn't physically make I see sense? What you're saying, he would have to sit on the dashboard and work his legs backwards to to work the pedals. It's in practice. It's much easier to hitchhike or call an Uber. Yeah, or call an Uber. Yeah, he does have human hands. Mm. To be fair, perhaps one of these goat men, satyrs, spirits, spectral spirits of of New Zealand are, are are Uber drivers. They could get some kind of custom setup for the backward 
for the backward feet. That is very true. That's a really good point. There should be mm. there should be mm-hmm. an app which is Uber, but for the supernatural. So the ghosts, the cryptids, the vampires, the demons of the world, if they need to get from A to B, you know, a carriage will come through the clouds, pick them up. And it's an XL, so there's plenty of room in the back. Maybe your your chauffeur is the devil, something along. I'm just spitballing. Of course, yeah, I think it could work. There's something there for sure. Mm-hmm. Or an SUV. Yeah, mm. I like I like this. Um, how much can I invest? Can I wire you some money right now? And like, can I Venmo you something? I insist. We didn't. Uh, can we start with like twenty twenty seven thousand uh, dollars? Yes. Yeah, sidebar. Just one second. One second, yeah, uh, Mr. Bear Terry. Bear with us just a moment. I thought that was going to take way longer. We could probably just wrap up the show, to be honest. Yeah, because I've just been, I, I ran out of story day. like 40 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. I'm literally making this up as we go. So he's if he's ready to give the money now, yeah. that's totally fine. We reluctantly accept. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's make it, why don't we make it around 30? Around uh, $30,000? Is that, a, is that Oh, that's thing? pushing it. That's, that's pushing, pushing it. it. Okay, I'll go to 29. 29. Uh <laughs> You drive a hard bargain, sir, but uh, I think that's that's a deal. I think uh, there's a lot of possibilities here, Terry. I think, you know, we're talking, uh, you know, you could Uber in any kind of cryptid for children's birthday parties, for um, mm-hmm. big family occasions. It could be a real hit. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think so. as long as we're all on board, we can sort out the financial details uh, after the podcast. Uh, but it's great to just have that locked in. That is a verbal contract. Uh, we have that on cameras and everything. So you, we're, we're all, yep. we all understand. Perfect. Uh, I'm in. One thing I did do while researching this story was um, trying to figure out why someone with a goat legs would want to hitchhike. And um, I figured, you know, maybe if you have a, a, the legs of a goat, you can't travel that fast. Uh, but I did look this mm. up. Apparently goats can run as fast as 50 miles per hour. That's incredible. I didn't know that either. They're, they're like fierce little grass-guzzling cheetahs. My sister was actually attacked by a goat uh, growing up mm. in uh, Northern Ireland. I'm so sorry, sorry to, hear, to that. hear that. She was headbutted by the goat mm-hmm. and I believe fell into uh, a moat of a castle. This sounds like a dream, yeah, but I'm <laughs> saying. This wasn't a dream. This did happen. We were in Northern Ireland. Are we deciding whether this is a true story or not, Kit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds unbelievable. <laughs> and then you hear that the castle was the imperial palace in, uh, in the Forbidden City in China. So it was a pretty big fall into the moat. <laughs> Obama was there. President Le- A lot of past presidents were there as well, now that I think about it. And then the goat rose up on its little hind legs. <laughs> Its eyes became flaming spirals of fire, and it said, Worship me. (laughs) They're terrifying creatures, let alone when they are spliced with half of a human. Now, believe it or not, we've actually covered a creature like this on the podcast before. In fact, our first ever episode of the podcast, we covered a creature called the Goatman. However, that cryptid had a very different vibe. He was from America. He was very real. Too real. Not a a ghost. Uh, and he also carried an axe with him wherever he went. Mm. A little more malicious. Wow. Not quite the welcoming. Yeah. He would have beaten Mickey Mouse, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mickey Mouse would not have stood much of a chance, I don't think, in that encounter. A goat man with an axe? No. No way, no how. I would not pick that person up on the side of the road. Yeah, well, so there, that's interesting. Do you think uh, Do you think a weapon plays a part in uh, whether or not you'd pick up a hitchhiker? A weapon is a big no-no. Right. It's a big danger sign. I wouldn't say never. It depends on the weapon. A rolling pin, is that a weapon? Kind of. Would I pick up a hitchhiker with a rolling pin? Perhaps. Mm. Perhaps I would. It could be a chef. It could be a chef. Nunchakus. It could just be a martial arts enthusiast. 
Is that the is that the right pronunciation? Have I been saying it wrong? Nunchucks, nunchuckles, nunchuckles. Oh. Is it something that you think about that if you are kind of out driving late at night, um, thinking about the paranormal, um, would you ever travel with um, any kind of protection, whether it be rolling pin or nunchuckles? Uh, that's an excellent question. I'm not much of a hitchhiker myself, but uh, I think it would be a wise idea. But then you lower the the possibility that you'll be picked up uh, by the uh, by the car on the road. So whatever weapon you have would be good to have in disguise: uh, mm. an, an umbrella, rolling pin, like I said, perhaps a a, a tripod, mm. um, a decorative bullfighting spear, and they. They think you're simply a, a bullfighting aficionado, but it can also be used uh, as a deadly weapon. It's very. I mean, this is why uh, I've spent uh, a large part of my life, obviously, investigating the paranormal, but also um, uh, training to transform my hands into weapons themselves. Mm. And I've gone to the courthouse and I've tried. I've had tried to have them registered as lethal weapons. You know, mm. as more of like a, a metaphor of how dangerous they are. They have laughed me out time and time again but um mm-hmm. once you start slapping people you really you really show how dangerous these these things are would you would you please uh, demonstrate on kit right now I absolutely to, i'm just going to take off my rings about. really fast here because yeah, I, I don't mean, want to uh, you could. leave an impression i mean i don't really need mm-hmm. i guess i don't really need my left arm if you wanted to snap it kind of like well, the I don't think, master would snap i don't think we'll do arms right brick. we want an accurate representation of the power of the powers yes. slap so i think mm-hmm. it's it's face mm-hmm. um or testicles i think is the best representation mm-hmm. of um either or to really get the full force of i i i, I tend to disagree i i think maybe even i think that's um, well we have a I guest think i think it's sofa, rude so. it, it to, you know to not uh, show the guest uh the, the type of antics we have on the podcast so let her rip rory i feel like you're gonna do it whether i i let her okay all right here we go i don't so, feel let go rory all right here we go just laid down the law a little bit there. And that's oh. just an exact, that's me at a half power. Half power, I would say. That was impressive. You took off a layer of skin. I really did. Call an ambulance. The key is to flick it like a bullwhip. And you can create sort of an explosive uh, impact on the tip the of the finger bun. there. There's some blood loss. Is that a bone protruding from his cheek? Oh, is, is that what that is? Yeah, we'll deal with that later. Oh my God. That actually looks pretty bad. Oh, we'll fix that right up. I could slap that back into place if you want. No, please, anything okay. but anything. <laughs> okay, we'll we'll, we'll put the, the the weapons away. I'll holster the guns for now. We can we can finish off the story. We're getting a little sidetracked here. Now, one of the most interesting parts of the legend of this goat man is that, unlike a lot of cryptids we've investigated so far, in a lot of the stories, this weird goat hitchhiker shows up not just to haunt or mess with people but to warn travelers that something bad is about to happen. Mm. One story from a user on the site Haunted Auckland shared how this strange being saved her life. She said that one night, her friend was driving home late with her three kids in the car. It's dark and in the middle of nowhere. This is typically where we see our hitchhiker on the side of the road. But as we said, this story is different. The driver glanced backwards in her rear view mirror and saw the hitchhiker in her back seat already. Impressive. Oh, wow. Teleportation. In pure shock, she swerved the car to the side, narrowly avoiding a cow that had wandered into the road. When she glanced again at the back seat, he was gone. If it wasn't for the strange goat hitchhiker, she would have hit the cow at top speed. Mm. So here we have him appearing 
in the car instantaneously, teleporting, as you said, Terry, but wow. not to instill any sort of fear or be malicious, but to instead warn someone of the dangers of plowing into a cow on the road at 60 miles mm. per hour. That would have been a devastating loss for the country of New Zealand because they have so few cows there. They, they could honestly lose a couple people even. Um, oh, it's chock-a-block with people. God forbid they would lose a cock, yeah. The hitchhiker was kind of in the... He should have gracefully lifted the cow yes. with his squatting uh, goat legs and just let the driver crash f slightly down the road. Yes. There was a lot of energy expelled to warn that driver. I mean, you could have just simply said, hey, look out. Yeah. That's a really good point, actually. Or thrown rocks at the cow and driven it from the road. Yeah. Which wouldn't involve teleportation. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very true. Yes. But maybe for one who is so gifted with the paranormal abilities, you know, that's just like sending a text message. Just a quick teleport here, teleport there. You make a good point. You make a good point. These powers, um, we don't know if they're taxing or not upon the user. I do think uh, at least maybe it was quite a dramatic way to deliver that message. As you said, there was probably a way to warn them without popping into existence behind them, goat legs spread, yes. kicking and buying. Mm -hmm. uh, you're almost more likely to Saying, cause an accident. Look out! <laughs> Look out for the cow, mate! <laughs> she immediately drives into a tree. <laughs> Pulls out a gun. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if this. If this cryptid spoke would it be more goat or would it be more human because obviously the if the divide is at the waist i believe most of the parts of the body mm. that are um, involved in producing sound are pretty much waist up mm. so maybe it would sound more like mickey mouse very true mm. hey driver look out for the cow <laughs> at that point i think you'd rather wish you just hit the cow because there's too well, you, many you, things you, going on you think on. you're having a stroke at that point yeah <laughs> i'd rather hit the cow than have to go to the police station and tell them that Mickey Mouse appeared in my back seat and warned me about an impending accident. <laughs> I'm ready to just, I'm ready to just go to bed. I think if, if it's getting to I'm that. I'm sure point. they've heard Stranger. Well, Terry, it was an absolute pleasure to have you on uh, this week's episode. Our story is finished. No pressure, but would you, as our guest paranormal investigator? like to come down on a conclusion as to whether or not you believe from the stories we've read today that there is some truth to the New Zealand goat man. This is a lot to swallow, gentlemen. Um, a satyr, a goat man, goat legs, trench coat, late night, driving down the road. Um, a hundred percent that absolutely happened. Wow. There we have it. There we have it. That is what our listeners love to hear is a yes on this podcast. We don't get it often. So when we do, it's worth its weight in gold. Terry, thank you so much for joining us. If any of our listeners have enjoyed uh, today's episode and they want to hear more, they want to hear the raw energy of Terry Carnation, how would they find you? Well... Uh, my new podcast uh, drops April 1st, uh, where all fine podcasts can be found. Uh, it uh, follows the journey of my life, of my return to radio after a three-year absence. It's called Dark Air with Terry Carnation. Uh, there are many calls and stories of the paranormal woven into the episodes. Uh, Fifteen episodes coming your way, and uh, I encourage you and all your listeners to tune in it's a rollicking boatload of fun. Absolutely. We were listening to the, the trailer, which is already uh, on 
everywhere you can get good podcasts and uh, it sounded fantastic already. We can't wait to listen. Well, Terry, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you all for listening. And as always, we will be back next Tuesday with a brand new Paranormal Tale. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.